It's 10.07. Uh, some comments that I'm getting about the don't procreate because, well, we got to save the world. Uh, and, and literally making uh, some people feel guilty about having children. Uh, Ralph says, I, for one, am a huge fan of the No Kids to Save the Environment movement. I'm happy that people dumb enough to buy into it won't be procreating. That is good for the earth. Good point, Ralph. Uh, Brian here says, uh, certain parts of the population should indeed stop reproducing because they offer no benefit to society. Common sense needs to be bred back in to the population. Uh, we, we started the program off today uh, explaining what the deficit and the debt is and the, uh, the coming debt that, that uh, we have in a way of promises made. Uh, and, and we really went through what the real concern is. Because everybody is worried about a piece of pork spending here, a piece of pork spending there. Um, it, it, pork spending is like less than 2% of the of the budget. Everything else is Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, the the uh, defense. I mean, it, it's just it, it totally out of whack. Don't get upset about the little bit of pork. Get, get upset about the direction of the country because we're going broke. But part of this omnibus bill that I did not cover, and the Wall Street Journal has a piece on it, the U.S. Department of Mascara the omnibus bill gives the Food and Drug Administration new power to police the beauty aisle since it did so well with baby formula. Uh, modernization of Cosmetics Regulation Act of 2022. And by modernization, Congress means giving the federal bureaucracy more power. Peddlers of lotions and lip gloss now will have to register their facilities, report adverse events, and abide by stipulated manufacturing practices. Another section of the uh, another section establishes a new labeling requirement. Food and Drug Administration will have power to issue mandatory recalls. Yeah, there's. Remember when uh, the founders put that into the Constitution? You know, Jefferson and Hamilton argued uh -huh. about that forever. Right, they, they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this is so stupid. And it just absolutely just doesn't stop. Uh, they already have enforcement options to deal with adulterated or misbranded cosmetics. Uh, and in its uh, regulations preclude or limit certain ingredients like mercury compounds. Many in the agency will welcome their new power. But note that the Food and Drug Administration officials told Congress in 2019, quote, we believe most cosmetics on the market in the United States are indeed safe. And in our experience, most firms are responsible actors. They care about consumer safety and reputations of their brands. And in those rare cases when safety issues do arise, many firms work with us cooperatively to address them. So why do we need this? I mean, that's the beauty of the free market. If you want to succeed, you have to respond uh, to the uh, needs of your customers, <laughs> otherwise you're you're just out of business. And uh, everybody knows that uh, dead customers don't buy uh, any more mascara. That's just the way it is. Um, okay, what is uh, hi Gary? I appreciate your passion for our country so much. Uh, the problem 
is the apathy of the majority. I try to talk to friendly family, a friend and family about all of this, and they agree with the problem. But when I start talking about contacting senators and representatives going to the Capitol with me, etc., their eyes glaze over and they start talking about the latest Netflix series that they're watching. I pray every day, yes, I believe in God, that he will wake and shake our nation before it's too late. Well, listening to you this morning, you asked what we can do. I was excited you had the answer. I'm happy to have you and the listeners ready to act. It's just where and what. Thank you for what you do. Best wishes for a wonderful Christmas. And yes, I pray for you, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, thank you. I need all the prayers I can get. I have to work with Brian every day, you know. Yes. Uh, six days That's a week. a task in itself. Yes. Uh, six days a week. It is a problem. Listen, uh, Brian, uh, there are some words, uh, and I've heard you use them, uh -huh. that are, well, harmful. Offensive, maybe? Or? Harmful. Harmful, harmful language. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, if you landed in France... You would say when somebody came up to you and they said, uh, where, where are you from? Uh, you would say you're an what? <laughs> go ahead. It, well, you'd say you're an American. Yeah. Right. Well, see, that, I, I was waiting for you to set me up here with something. <laughs> I, I anticipate you're trying to bust me here. Well, Stanford University released a guide this week on harmful language that it wants to remove from its online properties. Oh, yes, yes. Um, noting that the term American is, is oh, a no-go. That's just terrible. Would yeah, you, you can't, uh, you, if you land in France and they ask any, anything about your origins, uh, uh, you know, just is English. Is Tell them you're a Canadian. Right, I mean, how about English? Is that good enough, or I'm English? Well, uh, well the language guide um, wants to eliminate Many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased language. The project is called Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. <laughs> and it lists prohibited terms under ten categories, including racism, homophobia, and uh, ableism. Under the section called Imprecise Language, the guide advises readers to replace the term American with U.S. Citizen. Because that's harmful. Yeah. You you realize what would happen if you were in France and you said you're an American? Why, people would drop over dead. That is true, yeah. You don't want to be killing the French. Not not as long as they we rely on them for our fries. Uh, American often refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the United States is the most important country in the Americas. Uh, the packet reasons, uh, noting that the region actually includes 42 countries between North and South America. Let me, let, me, let me go over that again. It insinuates that the United States is the most important country in the Americas. Would you argue that we are? I mean, we, we take... Uh, apparently, uh, a bit more now than ever before, millions of people from South America here uh, in the United States. We must be more important to them than their countries are. We export our money to those countries. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Brian, we export your money to yes. those countries. Yeah, thanks for the clarification. Yeah. 
so we're the economic powerhouse of America, uh, of the United States, of, of America, really. So we actually are the most important country in the Americas. I mean, I'm not bragging. It's just fact. We are. But, uh, but apparently that's, um, that's a problem for them. Other listed terms include immigrant, which should be replaced by person who has immigrated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that fixed that. Yeah, boy. (laughs) You're an immigrant? No, no, no. I am not an immigrant. I'm just someone who has immigrated here. (laughs) Uh, That's like saying, are you short? No, no. I'm just a midget. (laughs) Um, By the way, that probably is a bad word in their minds, too. Uh, You can also refer to them as non-citizen to avoid referring to people by single characteristics, while walk uh, in hours is uh, swapped out for open hours. Walk in hours is a problem because I guess some people can't walk, and you don't want to offend them, so you have to say uh, (laughs) open hours. Uh, in order to include those uh, with disabilities. Common phrase like beating a dead horse is cautioned against because yeah. the idea that it normalizes violence against animals. We can't have that. Well, how can you be violent against a dead animal? <laughs> I mean, violence is something... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, and this is an institution allegedly of higher learning. This is Stanford. This is Stanford. Oh, I I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, It's just the insanity of it all. (sighs) All right, David is on topic. Let me grab a a call from him, and then we'll take a break here, because Brian insists he wants to hear these commercials, and it is the shortest commercial break of the hour, so we'll do that after David's call. David, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I was wondering on part of this ominous bill is that they could build more nut houses for people like this. <laughs> because no. we are way short, because uh, I think we could fill them up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure we could. But we don't yeah, have enough agree. money left over for that because we've got to send that money to Ukraine. From the ne- yeah, talk about that checkup from the neck up. These people... Man, they make a even a crazy person look uh, look sane. It is unbelievable how this is what happens when people stay at home and all this government money is funded to them. They get to stay at home and they have too much time on their hands. Yeah, you're just beating a dead horse. Uh oh, no, I can't say that. Uh, yeah, never mind. There you go. There's uh, what's the famous saying? Here's your sign. Yeah, there you go, David. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Uh, Geez, you can't make it up. It is just that insane. Where in the world are we headed in this country? <sighs> All right, uh, Senator Rick Scott has uh, called out Biden on something that we talked about earlier in the week. I'll get to that next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. The stupidity continues. Good morning. It is uh, tw- 22 minutes after the hour. I uh, probably shouldn't be going in this direction, but, I, but I'm going to. Uh, many of you uh, may not be familiar with Kathia Woods, but uh, she writes for the Philadelphia Tribune. 
Uh, and sometimes for uh, NBC, uh, she's a, a film critic. And uh, she apparently has uh, seen James Cameron's uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, which apparently is one of the, she'd be like one of the few people who have. Because I understand that that movie is just not making it. I haven't seen it yet either. I no. was going to go see it, but I understood that uh, it was kind of a racist movie because they had uh, white people in the uh, blue uh, characters. Yeah. Persona, and I, I'm not. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's what she says. <laughs> the Avatar sequel is guilty of cultural appropriation. They're blue. Uh, at some point, we got to talk about the Why didn't they find blue Smurfs? People? There weren't enough Smurfs to go I around know, right? to fill the roles. At some point, we got to talk about the cultural appropriation of Avatar and white actors uh, playing people of color, she said. <clears throat> it's a mess. And so not necessary. No amount of visual effects or GCI is going to erase that. So apparently she's concerned. You know, it, 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 Brian, I just <laughs> thought of something. Do you remember those people who were so terrified of a nuclear war that they were taking... Um, Oh, I can't. I can almost think of the name of it. It's just on the tip of my tongue. They're taking this uh, drug, and it was turning their their skin blue. Yes, that's uh, colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. Yes. yes. Uh huh. All James Cameron needed to do was find those people who overdosed on colloidal silver, and he could have had a, a cast full of blue Correct. people playing blue people. That's true. I don't know why he didn't think about that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that would be cultural appropriation at this point. It's just a mess. And so not necessary. So I'm wondering, in this person's mind, who, which character ethnicity would have been appropriate to play the blue characters? I, I, I don't know. She says James Cameron didn't even try to find native blue people to play these roles. <laughs> native blue people. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. She, her parents should have heeded the warning about not having children. <laughs> and it, uh, at this point, I'm thinking if it were just retroactive birth control, she, she'd be gone. Oh, boy. Uh, Brian, <clears throat> you seem somewhat concerned this morning about humanitarian aid. Um, uh-huh. Yes, I was until I heard you uh, in your monologue talk about the um, incredible amount of money that is being, you know, spent in this omnibus spending package. Then I saw this and it's like, yeah, that's no big deal. Yeah, so no, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it now. You're okay about yeah, this now. Yeah, it's not... Um, not much money, really. Yeah, and it's just to the Taliban. That's true, yeah. Uh, I don't so see where that... I, when I first came on, I was pretty much outraged, but you you helped me get through it, yep. and I want to thank you for that. That's, you know, we're friends, I try to help. <laughs> I mean, it's just another, what, 40 million? Yeah. Like, that's nothing. Drop yeah. in the bucket. Uh, of course, uh, that might not be such a small drop in the bucket to the Taliban. They they probably see it as a huge windfall. Yeah, but we can afford it. Yeah, that's that's nothing to worry about. How much money are we sending them? Forty million. 
That's it. $40 million. Uh-huh. In humanitarian aid. Humanitarian and I, aid. And I'm sure that'll oh, all end yeah. up in the hands of the people that need it the most. Yeah, well, you know, those uh, those young ladies who are trying to go to school? Right. Uh, this will enable them to hire guards to keep them from getting into the schools. Right, yeah. Uh, that's that's money not wasted. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't send them a couple of hundred million more. That's, it, it'll, it'll keep those women under control. You, you got to keep them under your thumb, you know, Brian. I know. Otherwise, uh, pretty soon they'll be getting college educations and contributing to society and thinking on their own. Yeah, and, that. Oh, and, and rejecting some of these uh, dirt balls that uh, have been running their country. Oh, we can't have that. Uh, Biden's handlers insisted that the Taliban wouldn't get this money, but never adequately explained how it would be kept away from the group that has no significant challenges to its rule in 90% of the country. The Afghan uh, bank insisted, however, that the money was going to unfortunate people in the country. Any principled action that leads to the transfer of reserves to the country and helps the needy people of society, the bank says, uh, the bank appreciates it. And the bank will continue its efforts in strengthening the banking sector. You feel better now? Oh, yeah, because I was afraid. Is, yeah, I was you know, you, you. You give uh, you know tens of millions of dollars to Cretans, you'd think they're going to perhaps abuse that money. No, this bank will ensure that this money ends up in the hands that need it the most. Yep, I, I feel so much better now. Me too. I was worried, but now I'm... I'm I'm at peace. <laughs> Senator Rick Scott, uh, and I, I I meant to get to this just a little bit sooner, but apparently he wants he wants some answers. Um, we talked about this. I don't know, maybe on Monday or if if not last week, I'm not sure. But we talked about this earlier. The Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia looked at the administration's claim that the United States uh, had added more than a million jobs from March until June of 2022. But the Philadelphia Fed's report, uh, which was uh, released last week, estimated that from March to June of this year, the U.S. just added 10,500 jobs. Uh, that's a huge discrepancy. Now, we're talking 1,121,500 jobs estimated by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it's really just 10,500 in a country of $330 million, or a million people. Um, for the better part of his presidency, while the American economy has struggled and record inflation has brought historic pain to families and small businesses across the country, President Biden has consistently bragged about job growth. Um, but apparently there wasn't so much job growth. Now, thanks to the good work of the analysts at the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia, we know that the BLS inaccurately reported the creation of more than a million jobs and that much of what President Biden has claimed credit for as an economic achievement is a lie. I'm shocked, Brian. Shocked. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
And it is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390-800-529-5572. What is this? Oh, Brian, in, 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 in addition, and again, we, we've talked the big picture here on spending, but $4 million for Michelle Obama hiking trail? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently uh, the, this is a, not an ordinary hiking trail. Uh, it's laid out so it walks all over you. Uh, just like the Democrats do. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. On the uh, inoffensive language, uh, Gary just called in. I'll try and get to him in just a second. Uh, Buffalo, New York, is filing a lawsuit against the gun industry. This is so stupid. It, 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 this is, as we say on the gun show... Dumber than stupid. Dumber than stupid, yeah. The gun did not shoot anybody. The gun is an inanimate object. It just, wherever you lay it, that's where it stays unless another force acts upon it. It could be gravity, an earthquake, or somebody picking it up, maybe even your dog nosing it off the table, but a gun doesn't do anything on its own. The gun is not responsible for what happened in Buffalo, New York. The guy who was holding the gun is accountable. But isn't it just like the progressives? Isn't it just like the left? They want to blame McDonald's for making hamburgers. They want to blame... Uh, it, it's not the guy who went in and, and bought the hamburger. It's not the guy who went in and, and, and ate the, the milkshake or drank the milkshake. No, it's the people who provided it because apparently somebody forced them to buy it it's not it's you know it's the gun here it's not the idiot that bought the gun and went in there and shot people up no no he's not responsible somebody forced him to do that it was the gun industry stupid uh gary welcome glad to have you on the gary nolan show how are you oh i'm fine gary uh, on the uh on the, um, the stanford thing the uh if you say I'm a U.S. United States citizen, aren't you putting yourself above all the rest of people in America? Aren't you putting yourself above all the other people in the world? Yeah, because you don't want, well, yeah, but see, you don't want to associate with the other 41 countries. You're an United States person. And so, therefore, it seems to me that this is actually, uh, it's the opposite of what they're telling you. And then the other thing was they had one about Karen, and on uh, a description of what a Karen is, they, they use two words that I find interesting. They use white, well, white would be racist, and they used woman, which you can't use anymore. Oh, you, you can use woman if it's a guy who thinks he's a woman. Well, you would have to put that in there, and they didn't. <laughs> You would have to put in there... Um, cis what is, woman. The you have to write yeah, uh, cis woman. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, but the United States, when I'm thinking, of, wait a minute, they don't want you to use the term American. They want you to use U.S. citizen. But it seems to me using U.S. citizen puts you above the rest of the people in America, in the Americas. You really got to be careful what you say on the radio, Gary, because um, <laughs> they okay. will hear I, ble this. I bleeped it out. 
Did you bleep it? Good. Because yeah, yeah. the leftists will hear this and go, oh, he's got a point there. Yeah. Well, you know, I, every now and then, uh, once a year, I try to have at least one. Well, if you wear your hat right, nobody will notice. And the rest of the time, I'm just trying to figure out a way to get you another cat for Christmas. But other than that, <laughs> have a good one, Gary. All right, Gary, take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, Has your cat been in your tree yet? Yeah. 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 He's, uh, he has uh, climbed into the uh, tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they like that, you know? Yeah. thing about cats. Yeah, you're, you're trying to get me hate mail from that No, I'm just again. trying to, you know, you don't have a whole lot of experience with cats, obviously. And so, you know, as soon as you put your tree up, I figured, well, you learn quickly that, hey, he likes the Christmas tree. What's that all about? <laughs> uh, Joe writes, uh, nobody could have seen this inflation that Trump caused. Come on, man. You can't blame me. It was, you know, the, uh, the one guy. Uh, it says, I am done now, and I'm supposed to leave this interview. Now, what? I, I don't know what somebody's smoking here, but that's <laughs> that was bizarre. Um, all right. The winter storm is coming. Uh, I don't know what, they, what they're predicting for Springfield, but I don't imagine it's going to be any different than it is here in Columbia. It's going to be cold, and it's going to be windy, uh, and there's going to be... Uh, well, what, we're only looking at, what, a couple inches of snow? Two, three inches? I, the last model I heard, it anywhere between one and six, depending on where you are. But it's going to be a blowing snow, very windy, could be blizzard conditions. We don't know yet. We'll have to see. See, now, when I was growing up, I it literally, even as an adult, I like the winter. I like the changes of season, and... Uh, it, it was just, it was kind of a man against nature kind of thing. Uh, I, I don't know how better to describe it than that, but I, I, I enjoy the changes and seasons. Now, I'm not so crazy about them anymore. As I get older, it's like, nah, I don't want to see any more cold weather. But this is the perfect week, isn't it? And if you're going to get snow on the ground, yep, you want it to be right around Christmas, on Christmas Day, you want to wake up with that pristine blanket of white covering everything. And the day after, you want it all gone. Just melt it away. Get rid of it all. Yep. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah, that was good. It was good for the night. You know, we had the Christmas lights up and the, uh, and the, and the snow on the ground. But now, pff, that's it. We're done. But we are expecting some pretty cold weather. Uh, maybe we get uh, uh, Brian in the next half hour, an hour, and have him give us an update on uh, on the weather. Brian Houseworth, the news god uh, here at Zimmer. Uh, but uh, there really are some things. Uh, if, if it's going to get uh, really bitter cold, you might want to let a little water drip in your faucet uh, to keep the pipes from freezing. What are we getting down to, Brian? Uh, it's going to be very cold. Let's see. Tonight's low is going to be. I got to. See, we didn't plan any of this. I'm just extemporizing, and so I caught him flat footed. Well, low minus nine to minus five. I'm wondering, are those wind chills? Maybe I ought to call Mr. Tony Lupo. He can give us an accurate description on what exactly we're going to see, but it is going to be cold. Yeah, it gets that cold, uh, you want to take some precautions. And I don't know that everybody needs to be reminded of the, you know, 
keep a blanket. Uh, be sure to dress up. Cover all the flesh uh, that you can. When it gets uh, in that below zero area, it doesn't take long to really cause some harm. But for your house, um, I would I would suggest uh, letting some water drip if you've got any spigots on the outside wall. Uh, turn the water off for any outside spigots. Uh, do do some things. Uh, there is this thing that Gwen bought, um, and she's got them. In fact, she had me installing them all around the house. The styrofoam piece that fits over the spigot outside. I don't know how it could possibly really make a difference, but it's supposed to help prevent uh, the pipes from freezing. But if you just let the water run a little bit, doesn't have to be like at a gush, just a little bit, uh, that'll help. Um, it would be much better. You know, the problem is, of course, uh, that we don't have enough enough solar power to, to keep everybody warm. So here's what I would like to propose. If you are a global warming advocate, a believer, and you're listening to me now, tonight, turn the furnace off. Because you'll just be burning more carbon fuel... <laughs> and that'll just lead to global warming, and we don't want that to happen. So set an example for all of us. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I would also suggest that you you turn the water off uh, in your house before you do that. But you know, hey, you know, if you're you're really concerned about this, this is this is a way you can you can help. You know, maybe some global warming wouldn't be a bad thing right about to, uh, tonight yeah, tomorrow. True, yeah. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, is it a winter storm? Is it a blizzard? Is it a bomb cyclone? What, what is it that we're calling this now? A winter. <laughs> no, no, no. we got to have some kind of a name this for it. This is the first day of winter, so, you know, that's all it is. It's there, not there, unprecedented, I don't think. Do you? Well, not to me. No, I've seen it worse, much worse. But, I mean, they... Global warming folks will tell you this has never happened before. Oh, this is to them. See, to them, this is just weather. Right. When you have a hot day, it's global warming and it's climate. You 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 got to keep that distinction in mind. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. Back. Una momento on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. I am um, I'm really angry about this next story, Brian. I mean this. And I'm not kidding you. I am seriously angry at the Democrats. You know that when Donald Trump ran for office, he refused to tell everybody uh, releases, taxes, and all that nonsense because it was nobody's business but his own. And I object. I literally, I seriously object to the government um, publishing this information. I, I, I see no reason for the Democrats to demand it. It's none of their... See, I, I was going to use a no-no word. It's none of their business. How much money he earns, how much he pays in taxes. It isn't a requirement. The Founding Fathers didn't put it in the Constitution. It is none of their damn business. But for more than four years, the Democrats kept clawing away. They had to know. You couldn't have a president be elected without having all of his tax information released. So they used a, a, a 
I would argue, a flaw in the Constitution to get the information. And the Democratic-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted on Tuesday to make public some documents related to President Trump's tax returns. The committee met for several hours behind closed doors. And then they came out and voted 24 to 16 in an open session to release the information about his tax returns from 2015 to 2020. How dare he want to keep his finances private? How dare he decide that it was his money, he earned it, and he could keep it under his belt? They had to know. They couldn't let him get away with with being president without knowing every dime that he makes and what he pays in taxes and where he earns it. So they kept pushing and pushing and pushing until they got it. It's not clear what documents they're going to release, uh, but there will be uh, two days uh, they're going to take to redact some sensitive information. Uh, Neil, uh, Richard Neal, he's a, a Democrat from Massachusetts, said after the vote, this isn't being punitive. This isn't about being malicious. Well, the hell it's not. It is absolutely, you arrogant SOB. The tax returns will cover six years from 2015 to 2020. The committee is in the process of redacting personal information and will release the documents once that's finished. In a few days. The six years of returns, including those of eight affiliated businesses, committee uh, reports, uh, a report from the Joint Committee of Taxation and the IRS audit reports, are expected to be released. It's none of my damn business how much money Donald Trump made. It's none of my damn business how he spent what he made, what he got to write off in taxes, and it's none of your business. But these Democrats, these... I'm telling you, this is out and out evil. I can't even begin to frus- uh, to vent my frustration over this. <laughs> you know, they probably think that Donald Trump was sitting there during, doing his own taxes with TurboTax and said, I think I'm going to lie about how much money I spent and uh, I'm claiming on the construction costs of this building. And so I'm going to write in a figure that makes no sense. I mean, come on. He has accountants that do all his taxes for him. And they're not going to blatantly try to cover stuff up. They're going to take advantage of tax, you know, loopholes where they can legally. But had they found something wrong with Donald Trump's taxes, don't you think it would have been exposed a long time ago? The IRS would have prosecuted him if they had found something. This is just about them being a fishing expedition. It's they wanted it. And they were going to get it, and they didn't give a rodent's rectum what it took. And now they're going to make it public? How would they like it if we made all of their taxes re- uh, returns public? How would they uh, like it if, if, uh, if we did to them what they've done to him? I'm fuming over this. This is another problem with taxing income. The government doesn't even have the right to know this stuff. All right, I'm going to go to the phones. I'll get Steve on the line. See, Steve, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good today. Hey, uh, there's a federal law that you can't sue gun manufacturers, so 
So how are all these cities and people doing it? The first thing the judge do is say, hey, it's against the law to sue gun manufacturers. I'm throwing your suit out. Yeah, how did that work uh, in Connecticut? Yeah, that's what's getting me. It's how are they getting around this federal law? Liberal courts ignore it. Yeah, I mean, they basically sued Remington out of business. I don't think Remington's even in business anymore. Well, Remington was bought up by somebody else. It, It was a. It was pretty complicated, but it's all Bravo Sierra. It's nonsense, and the whole point is. Uh, the anti-gun people think that if they can sue every time you turn around uh, a, a gun manufacturer, the gun manufacturers will eventually be uninsurable and they'll go out of business. Uh, that's what they're, you know, that's what they're counting on. Uh, I mean, it's it just gets me that they want to change this country so bad that they're they, they're doing everything they can to change the the rules and the laws to to favor them you know I mean without the second amendment these socialist democrats are going to run this country into the ground and they're they're on a good path right now to do it yeah uh, there's a part of me I was talking to a, a friend of mine on the gun show uh, this week Garson was talking about this and I think Garson was right he's at uh, Graf's in uh, Mexico Missouri that what they want is for uh, nobody to be able to resist. They it, in the you know when they're ready to pull the trigger and really go full blown socialist, they don't want anybody to to be able to resist, and so they're slowly trying to disarm us. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steve. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, there'd be no reason to push for gun control if you understood what's going on. If you understood. Uh, how gun control has failed, if you understood the impetus behind it to begin with. And for those of you who don't know, it was because the Ku Klux Klan kept getting shot when they went to hang innocent black people in the South. So they started gun control. That's what it was all about. Uh, But these Democrats are pushing it. And they know all this. The people who are pushing this know all this. So there's got to be another reason why they want to push it. They know that gun control just makes innocent people vulnerable. They just want you to be vulnerable to the government. Up against the clock, quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 